This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when we cancel church. And find new ways to connect. This is... This is... Empty Pews. (laughs) This is Bentley Manning. I'm the rector here at the Church of the Incarnation. And this is Kellen Day. I work for Bentley Manning. So this is our second episode. Uh, I was particularly surprised at how quickly uh, our first podcast seemed to have caught on. Yeah, I was too. We heard from parishioners who had never even listened to a podcast before, and they loved it. I think our goal ultimately is to make the podcast more contagious than the virus. Is it wrong to say that? I'm not sure it's wrong to say that. (laughs) I don't know if it's great to say that. I just people talk about things going viral. Anyway, we've had a lot of fun making the first episode and look forward uh, to creating uh, this second episode of Empty Pews. Uh, But not sure we know what we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I thought that we could just continue our formation class via the podcast which was on the seven deadly sins. Yeah. I, but you didn't really like that, Bentley. No, I didn't like that idea. I thought, you know, it is Lent and we're still uh, observing this uh, Lenten season. But our our education, our formation, uh, being on the seven deadly sins, felt a little heavy uh, given the current climate. So if... My idea doesn't stand. What is your idea, Bentley? Yeah, you know, Kellen, I don't know that I have a lot of ideas. And oftentimes when people tell me that they don't like an idea I have, I say, well, what do you want to do? The problem is I I still don't know what I want to do for this next episode. But like, what are priests good at? Like, what do we have to offer a podcast? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We have a good grip of uh, Christian theology, the history of the church, uh, the liturgy, scripture. What else? What do you think, Kellen? Yeah, I think all those things are true. I think that we're also decent at like listening. So that makes a podcast kind of hard for us because we have to do a lot of talking. That's a great point. (laughs) Uh, But there are times when people are forced to listen to what we have to say. That's true. A number of times throughout the week, really. I mean, every Sunday we're preaching something from the pulpit. So we do know how to talk. We do talk. We do. So maybe we could use this episode to talk about what we want to talk about on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Bentley. And this way, since we are not gathering for worship in person, it's a chance for others to participate more wholeheartedly in worship on Sunday, since they'll have already heard about the text. All right, so uh, the reading for Sunday is a long reading, and we thought it might be helpful instead of reading it word by word, line by line, uh, to have Kellen uh, just summarize what the gospel reading is for Sunday. Bentley, I'm not sure I can do this. It is a very long reading, like six full paragraphs. Yeah, have you noticed that during Lent, all the readings seem to be much longer? Way longer. Like, we have so much we could talk about. It's probably good, though. Kellen, how about you just go paragraph by paragraph? I'll try. Okay, so Jesus is walking along and he sees a blind man who's been blind from birth. And his disciples are like, hey, what did this man do to deserve this blindness? Who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? 
Right. And Jesus is like, no one sinned, neither he nor his parents, but this is happening so that God's glory can be revealed in the world. And then he takes mud and he uses his own saliva, makes a little salve, puts it on the man's eyes and says, go and wash in this certain pool. The man washes and he comes back and he can see. Then people started noticing that this blind man had been healed and could see again. And they wondered how it happened. And he said, well, this man named Jesus mixed some mud and his saliva and told me to go wash in a pool. And they wanted to know where Jesus was, but the blind man did not know. And then there are about a couple paragraphs where the Pharisees and this blind man and his parents all debate and discuss who this Jesus is and why he healed on the Sabbath. And at the end of all this debating, the Pharisees ended up driving the blind man out of town. And when Jesus heard that he had been driven out, he went and found the blind man. And I'm going to read the last little section of this text because I think that it's particularly powerful. Jesus said, when he found the blind man, do you believe in the son of man? And he answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do not see may become blind. Kellen, that summary was fantastic. Thanks, Bentley. All right, Kellen. So I think it's time to talk about uh, this reading. And I had to go home and get some kombucha just to kind of help me kind of focus a bit. So since Bentley is preaching this week, I thought I'd give him the chance to sort of share his thoughts on the text first. And then I'll join back in once we talk about how this text might relate to our current moment in time. Uh, One of the things that jumped out to me immediately when I was thinking about Uh, this story is how the kind of Pharisees in our mind kind of shake out as the bad guys. Uh, But of course, hindsight's 20-20. And for us, we think, oh, wouldn't you certainly recognize who Jesus is? Wouldn't you understand uh, that he's not breaking any rules? He sets the rules, right? Uh, But there's a bit of sympathy that I have for the Pharisees who are trying to observe the Sabbath. Bentley, can I just interrupt for a moment? I'm wondering if you want to say a little bit more about that sympathy you have for the Pharisees. Yeah, sure. I think part of my sympathy comes uh, from uh, assuming that within this story, I might personally uh, align more uh, with the Pharisees uh, than the blind man in the story. Being a religious leader myself, I have plenty of commitments, and sometimes I wonder uh, how those commitments might uh, blind me from seeing uh, the truth and the grace of love around me. But as much as I might uh, sympathize with the Pharisees, I think the blind man is particularly helpful, uh, a helpful character to think about given uh, the current climate that we find ourselves in. I think that the blind man as a character does have a lot to sort of teach and inform our own isolation right now. He starts off as a 
really sort of lonely character who we are told sits and begs on the street. And then near the end of the passage, he is driven out by the Pharisees. And even during the passage, his parents sort of abandon him to speak for himself. And so he's this lonely character who doesn't have many friends and is really only seen by Jesus. And Kellen, I think that part is maybe one of the most interesting parts of our reading, is that despite uh, being pushed away from uh, society, being cast aside by this group of Pharisees, and maybe even distanced a bit from his own parents, Jesus relentlessly seeks after him and finds him again and again and again. And what a lovely thing to be reminded of, Bentley, that even and maybe especially in our blindness and isolation and solitude and loneliness, Jesus seeks after us and comforts us and gives us his strength and his sight. Before we wrap up this episode, we'd like to end this segment of the podcast with a prayer. And this week, Bentley and I have sort of been scouring the prayer book for prayers that are um, especially fitting and lovely to our ears in this moment. So join us as we pray. This is another day, O Lord. I know not what it will bring forth, but make me ready, Lord, for whatever it may be. If I am to stand up, help me to stand bravely. If I am to sit still, help me to sit quietly. If I am to lie low, help me to do it patiently. And if I am to do nothing, let me do it graciously. Make these words more than words and give me the spirit of Jesus. Amen. All right, a couple of quick updates on our podcast and how we're going to keep working together as a parish family. The first is we had a couple emails back from you all that asked, how do you respond? How do you uh, chime in and be part of this conversation we're having on this podcast? And so one of the ways you can do that is on our Facebook feed, since we post it on our page Uh, Church of the Incarnation and Highlands on Facebook. You could reply in the comments there. And we'd love to hear from you what you would like for us to talk about as topics or themes in the coming episodes. We'd love to hear your ideas. And then another question that keeps coming up is how do we stay connected uh, as a parish family? What are the tools that we can use? We mentioned this in our first episode, but we want to just review again the ways that we're trying to stay connected So every morning, Monday through Thursday, Bentley and I are live streaming morning prayer on our Facebook page. And each Sunday that we are not gathering for worship, so this Sunday and Sunday, March 29, we are live streaming. And you can find that 
probably on our Facebook page and our website. Yeah, and then the one other thing which is obvious is this podcast. We're trying to uh, find ways to kind of keep talking with you all about what we're up to, what the church is up to. As always, you can call us or email us or write us a letter. It's been a lot of fun hearing from folks all over the country who are tuning into the podcast. Of course, we've got parishioners here in Highlands listening in, but we've got folks in Florida and Tennessee. We've got folks in Ohio and Texas. California and Michigan. Hey, mom and dad. So keep listening and please share the podcast with your friends as well. We love you. We miss you. God's peace.